The green and gold game is over. No! Now it's time for Green Bay Game Day Postgame, presented by Island Resort and Casino on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Stafford fires his pass. Intercepted by Russell Douglas for the touchdown. Rodgers comes back to the other side towards Lazard, who's got it. Down in bounds. Touchdown, Packers. Join the conversation on the Boda Box Wine Line. 855-616-1620. Now joined by Homer and Green and Gold Hall of Famer Mark Tauscher, here's Gabe Neitzel. No. It is now four in a row for the Green Bay Packers as they fall tonight to the Buffalo Bills 27-17 on the road. Packers still have never won in Buffalo against the Bills. I'm Gabe Knights along with Steve the Homer True. But as we start, and we will get to you on that Box line line, 855-616-1620. But as every Green Bay game day postgame show always starts, we step aside and give the podium to the Packers Hall of Famer, Mark Tauscher, as he gives his opening statement. I gladly do it this week. Uh, uh Yeah, I, so... All right, this is the best I've felt about this football team in a month. Really? And I know I'm going to hear the wow. oh, moral victories are for losers and all this other stuff. And, Homer, before you chime in. They haven't won in a month. They are the kind of losers. The first half was god-awful. And this team in the past, we've seen them get rolled. The fight was questioned by many people, whether it was down in Jacksonville last year, the opener this year, and – Matt LaFleur, while I didn't wasn't overly confident watching his second half interview with uh whoever does the halftime, I wanted to see some fight. And the fact that Jair Alexander, the fire he brought to the game, the defense fought, the offense hung in, and this is no moral victory. This team is still in a world of hurt. But this second half at least Gives me some hope because I was after the first half, after Buffalo marched down the field, I was thinking this season is a wrap. And you fought, you dug, and that's what you should do, but they did it. And I think we at least, which we've said for a while now, you're not seeing any development from the wideouts. You saw a little bit tonight. You grew confidence-wise. And while Buffalo filled their britches and played god-awful football in the fourth quarter, Green Bay was at least, they at least looked competent, and it looked as if, all right, we at least are turning the page in the right direction. It's not the lost cause that I had. I'm not sitting here saying this is a great team. I'm not saying anything uber positive other than I love the grit and the fight that they showed in the second half, and it's something that we can build off of. It's the first time I felt something positive about this football team in probably three weeks. That's my opening statement. Really? Homer? Yeah. Uh, really? You're imagine, telling me. Imagine if you're Homer. Buffalo. They were just fell asleep. They played the second yeah. half like they were sleep. Game's over. And, yes, yeah. the Packers proved that they don't totally quit. 
I, I'll give you that. But yeah. you got to start somewhere, Homer, right? Okay, like well, when, yes. when when you hit rock bottom, like you have to start somewhere in order to start building yourself back up. And it may be, I mean, at three and five, it might be too late, especially given the schedule that they have left with teams like Dallas still waiting for you that are going to be on the schedule later. You still have Minnesota, who just has one loss at this point in the season. It may be too little too late, but you got to start building somewhere. And the fact that Samari Torre had a nice little adjustment on his route and had that touchdown, okay. There's something out of him. Romeo Dobbs had a couple of tight catches. Like you, you have to look for the little things to in order to for something to grow on, so you can get those young guys confidence. But oh, and, and I still okay. stand by when, when I watched this game. It felt like, I mean, it felt like when Georgia played Michigan last year in the semifinals of the college football playoff. Like one side just has a bunch of athletes and speed and a bunch of guys that can make some plays and yeah, good for you know, good for you know Green Bay that they could run the football today. But one side is a lot better than the other. No, we used I'm, to have. We used to be on the other side, and we go, well, 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 what do you have to say about the second half? Well, they could have played a little harder. But you know, were you ever worried? Not in a hundred years. The game was over twenty-one to seven. To me, the best part, hands down, is Aaron Jones and what you can do if you're willing to run the ball, possibly. Yeah. I mean, sure, you can run the football, but running the ball. This offense right. or any offense? Gabe. Yeah. Homer. Yes. I get the question tonight is do you feel any better about no, this football team? Absolutely no different whatsoever. Gabe? Uh, I feel a little bit better. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying I feel like I did when the season started. I still, this team is limited and the defense, the defense, I was so just disgusted at halftime. And at least they fought. Oh, come on. Because Allen threw the ball. This. He was horrible on some passes. Yeah, they Allen were bored. In the second half. I know, they were bored. But, uh, maybe. Hey, okay. maybe they were. But I'm at least going to give the benefit of the doubt. Yes. I, I still think this team, this, team is, uh, this team is in trouble. They are okay, in then, big trouble. Then, then how much better but do you Homer, feel Homer, if you, you know just what? say they're there in is, trouble and they're hey, in big trouble? Yeah, yes. no, they're in big trouble. Okay. But I'm going to say this. All right. At least uh, there have been questions about where this character and where this team's fight was, and at least we saw that. And if you want to say moral victory, I can't fight you on that. Because we nobody here thought when this season started 3-5, and five, other than uh, – Paul, no, and he's waiting there. Don't worry. Be a, a three and five team struggling to find a way to win a game, but at least tonight in the second half, we saw a glimmer of hope. And when you're in the position this team is, which is Struggle City USA, you need glimmers like this. And I don't know what Aaron's going to say. I don't know what Matt Lafleur is going to say. The first half was total garbanzo. I think I saw Gabe tweet that. It looked like SEC Big Ten. Buffalo is a much better football team than Green Bay. Mm -hmm. If they – they are marketedly better. And it's not, well, we need a wideout if we draft a wideout. No, no, no. Or uh, trade for a wideout. No, no, no. Buffalo is a much better football team. They played their absolute worst, and Green Bay, what, won the second half 7-3? 10-3. Is that what it was? 10-3. Yeah. Ten to three. Ten to three. Hey, so, hey. I understand. I understand where this is at. I get it, and I understand that everybody calls in and can say we're a bunch of you know what. I get all of it. All I can base it off of is this second half was something to cling to. 
This I, is still a football team that is in big trouble. I, you know, the, the team yeah. is certainly in big trouble. But turnovers. There's, there's turnovers. There is. There was a situation. There's a scenario where tonight's game, if it played out how I potentially saw it playing out, like forty-two to ten. You know, some just some big disparaging thing. Yeah, then the effort I think can be questioned, and you're going, I don't even know right. if they can be. Why I, and then you're not? going, why? why? I, and then you're going, I don't even okay. know if they can beat Detroit next week. Well, I'm, right. I'm, so, but why did they not lose lost, forty-two to ten? Why did they not lose forty-two to ten? Well, a because they ran turnovers. The ball. Yeah, a, a I would say because they ran the ball limited possessions. B in the they were able, they were able to get some turnovers in the second mm-hmm. half despite turning the ball over once. Like this might be the first time they've won the turnover battle all year long. I believe it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's... A minus three now. Yeah, that's... It, that to actually win that. So, you had some of those things, but be, there was an effort. The, there was, to me, if this thing just started snowballing, a potential for, okay, we've lost four in a row. You see a lot of guys starting to check out. I did not see that tonight. Well, I can tell you and why. I does, and that doesn't mean that the season's going to be saved. Under, it doesn't I mean... But I'm going to give them a chance. I'm, I'm going to go, okay, this thing's not completely over. It's still probably over, but they're going to at I'll least – I think they're going to try to fight their way out of it. I'll join that club. There's only one reason the game wasn't a blowout in the second half because for whatever reason, Buffalo decided to pass the ball all the time. Yeah, I don't know what Buffalo they, was doing. Buffalo, no, because the game was over and they're just fiddling and diddling and screwing no, around. So when – I'll tell you what happened. Green yes, Bay turned it over on fourth down and Josh Allen and McDermott wanted to bury him. Yep. All they had to do was run the football because Green Bay can't stop the run. Even at the end of the game, it took an idiotic penalty by Gabe Davis to let them sneak themselves back into the game. Buffalo, they still have a long way to go. We saw what they did against Kansas City. This team is still not emotionally a mature enough team to win a championship if you go off of what they did because they let a really average to below average football team hang around at their place when they should have stuck it down our throat, buried us, and not even had their players out in the fourth quarter. They didn't do that. And to Green Bay's credit, I, I'm, you, give, you give people credit for what they do. And the second half, LaFleur challenged them physically to be better, and they were. Now, if you want to take that as, like, well, that's, that's nothing, okay, great, you can do that. But from a locker room standpoint, you at least bowed up you fought your tail off. You won the second half. And now, all right, nobody thought that Green Bay was going to win this game tonight. Nobody. Except for Jason Wilde. Everybody else thought yeah, that Yeah, but the he game actually didn't even think that they were he going to win. It. He admitted it. Yeah, he was just kind of going no, against the grade. No, he did his little shtick. He did his shtick, so if he was right, he'd be, uh, he homered it. But <laughs> this was one of those games Thank that you. this was a moral this was a moral victory, and you hope will springboard into gaining some confidence because this team – after that first half, this team's confidence was shot. I think fans' confidence in this team is shot. A lot of fans' confidence. But you can still flip this thing around. You can still tr- There's still a lot of mediocrity in the NFC. And tonight's second half at least gives you a glimmer of hope. Let's go ahead and go out to that Botabox wine line, 855-616-1620. Now, Paul wasn't in first. It's actually Sugar Free who is waiting on the line. Sugar Free, you're on the Green Bay Game Day post-game show presented by Island Resort and Casino. Yeah, um, feel a little better. But uh, I'll tell you that defense at the end of the game was so soft. You have... Yeah, they're either going to run the ball or they're going to throw it out to Diggs or Davis. 
that are not covered by 14 yards. I mean, oh God, it's so it's so maddening. It's and then and then you got you got Tom in there to replace Jenkins, and he's getting manhandled. And they don't they don't. I mean, that's the first time I thought. Well, maybe maybe Newman or uh, Hanson or or I mean Newman, right? Yeah, um, Hanson Hanson's been in there. Yeah, so um, you know, I mean, yeah, I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think that, uh, but they, <laughs> I, they I did not anticipate that turn the way this not, call started. Oh, shook, I, I love it. I did not anticipate yeah. him. Where, where, what's their gonna record going to be? He had nothing good to say. You. Yeah, Sugar, you, you had nothing I'm... positive to say, and then finish it off with, but they're still going to make the playoffs. I didn't see it coming. Yeah. Well, they have got to get a receiver. Otherwise, I will pick it. I will pick it Lambeau Field on Tuesday night. If they do not Ooh, I like get that. a receiver. What's your sign going to say if you're picketing? Something about Goody. Something about Goody. Can, okay. Can't pull the trigger. And, and the last thing, last thing. Think about this. Think about this. This might give us some hope for this. And I know you're going to call me crazy, but let me, let me end with this. Um, Carr is is done over there in Las Vegas and his buddy is going to be gone at the end of this season. Yeah. I think we really need to give up a first, a first and second and get him back because Adams is not going to be a Hall of Famer if he stays there. So they need a they need a sell they need they need a, need a uh do something. Yeah, and bring that, them that, back. Yeah, it ain't gonna happen. Sorry, sugar. Like that's just a pipe dream at this point. Right. Appreciate the call. Certainly appreciate the call. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. Paul in Madison is up next. Paul, you're on the Green Bay Game Day post game show with Homer, Uh-oh. Gabe, and Tausch. He's not gonna change. <laughs> good, e- good evening. Good evening. Good evening. So if Tausch said something to cling to. I would simply say a lamppost in the middle of a forest fire is something to cling to as well. <laughs> but it's not gonna save you. It's not going to save you. Listen, I, I don't – we've been around all of this stuff so much. I will say you're all kind of right. The Bills didn't care in the second half. Which, by the way, that doesn't speak great for them. I'm not rooting for them, I decided, after tonight. I'm not sure they can beat the Eagles or the Cowboys or even the 49ers who looked awful good today in a Super Bowl, even if they get past the Chiefs Yeah, the they're little, they so can be a little was, sloppy. Their quarterback they are being sloppy, won. and, and – the truth is, if the quarterback had been on his game, and by the way, it did look to me like I was watching the old Packers. It really did, except their quarterback is not only mobile, as Rodgers once was, but he's 250 pounds that he, <laughs> he can't train. be tackled either. Yeah, he's... But they, he's a freight train. But it felt like they, they were the team that we used to watch, and they were toying with us. And if he'd had a decent second half, this game is three touchdowns, and it never it's garbage time in the fourth quarter. There's never, never any doubt. He made a couple of very sloppy mistakes. You know, the running game, you're probably right, but think of it. That gets to my basic point, which is why Rodgers isn't going to stick around. Does he want to just be throwing sidearm passes to Aaron Jones on this, you know, and, and that's the way he's going to finish his career? You know, and, and I, it's not going to get better. This offensive line is not getting better. The receiving core is not getting better. And they're not going to ever be able to throw the ball downfield. And most of the defenses will figure out, okay, now, it used to be, let's stop Rodgers. Now it's going to be, well, we're going to stop A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, and we're going to dare them to try to beat us over the top, which they can't do. And, you know, get, by the way, credit to Romeo Dobbs. Those are two great catches, and that, that was the best thing to me, even more than Aaron Jones. That was the best thing about the game. 
but the, the, the fundamentals aren't going to change here. And it gets to be, I'll just simply, I won't ask the Lafleur question. That can wait. Uh, he did in that interview, that was, to me, a guy that knows that he's fighting for his job going forward after this season. I mean, he's, he's not a fool, and he knows if this team falls apart, it's on him. But I would simply say to you guys, who's the next quarterback? I'm not saying the name of the person, but it's not Jordan Love. And when will the Packers get that person? Will it be in this coming year's draft? And are they smart enough to get it? You know, Patrick Mahomes, there are a lot of guys, Brady Rodgers, a lot of guys that turn out to be Hall of Fame quarterbacks that didn't get picked in the first five picks. There might be a guy in the middle of this draft. I don't know. Or do you go through a transition year with some sort of veteran quarterback next year, not Jordan Love, and win five games, and then it may be the following year that you get the quarterback. But in any case, to me, that's the most interesting thing about this team going forward is who's our next quarterback? Because the current guy is going to play, what, nine more games. That's it. And then he's done. Yeah, I, I, I guess I still I'm, – I'm not 100% sure. Like, Rodgers had to have known, and we appreciate the call, Paul. Rodgers knew what he was signing up for. And the one thing I will push back on, Tausch, is I think this offensive line can get better. Now, you can have questions about the depth, but having Zach Tom – like, you're asking a lot for a mid-round rookie yeah. to play left tackle one week, and then the next week he's playing left guard because two, your two best offensive linemen are both still coming back from knee injuries. And I thought Bakhtiari looked pretty good tonight. It wasn't his so side. Really it wasn't good. the outside yeah. there. It was Zach Tom who was allowing that pressure. And, and clearly Vaughn Miller is just a disruptor on the other side when he goes up against Yash Nyman. But I thought Bakhtiari, after missing last week's game, looked really good tonight. And if you get Elton Jenkins back, this offensive line can start to look like it actually does. It can be a strength for the team. Yeah, and I mean, you can get after Zach Tom. I think it's really unfair when you're you know, moving a guy around that started left tackle for the first time. You put him in at left guard, and the running stats were fantastic tonight. And I know you could say, well, they didn't care and all this other stuff. You do what you do. And no, this they cared when the Packers always, were the running one, the ball well. It was... Yeah, the nice thing is Matt LaFleur is not going to be able to say, I need to get the ball to Aaron Jones more. They did that. That is the formula. The unfortunate part of this is the formula involved the defense to be good, and the defense is not good. Uh, that's the issue. So until that gets squared away, uh, you can't win this way, and I think that's where I was wrong. Uh, I said early in the year I thought this defense, you had littered with first-round picks, Jair Alexander back, Rashawn Gary's going to break out, Jerron Reed's going to be down, Quay Walker, and – Devondre Campbell has not played well. Darnell Savage has been bad. Bad. He's just not Very bad. playing. He, you need to almost think, and everybody's saying, let's go out and get a veteran wide receiver. They miss tackles like a bad where, high school player. Yeah. It is, he has just been bad. And we all anticipated everybody's excited about his speed and all this other stuff. And we should have known he is who he is. This is, what, his fourth year in this league? Mm-hmm. He's not. He is not progressing. So that's where I think the. I guess the. Whether you want to talk about Goot, whether you want to talk about people that thought that this defense was going to be elite, that's where I think we had some missteps. Devondre Campbell has not been playing well. I don't know how bad his injury is going to be, but the defense actually played better when Devondre Campbell and Quay Walker were in there. I don't know. Again, Buffalo takes a lot of credit for that, and I'm not saying that those two shouldn't be playing. All I'm saying is that's the facts are what they are tonight. And this defense is not where it needs to be. And the fact that you're still giving up 
the amount of rush yards to a team that has no interest in running the ball. I actually thought after the three and out, Buffalo was forced to run the football because of Green Bay's ineptitude of stopping the run. Their pass defense is pretty good. And I know there's wide open holes and all the other stuff that you can go into. This defense has been abysmal when it comes to stopping the run. And I don't know how you solve that problem. I don't. Yeah, well, I can I, tell you how you solve it. How? You have to fire him. That's how he plays. His defense doesn't care about stopping the run. They can't be that bad. They might be. Well, it's certainly a possibility. But the facts just, are the facts. I know. And We're facts are. In. He doesn't believe that stopping the run is very important. He believes stopping the pass is important. And if you yeah. want a tough defense or you want to stop the run, you got to find another defensive coordinator. I'm not sure if LaFour will do that. 855-616-1620. That is the Boda Box Wine Line. We get back out to you and your calls. Reacting to the Packers' 27-17 loss to the Buffalo Bills next on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Protected, flipping to the corner of the end zone for Dobbs. He turns around. Did he bring it in? Yes. What a catch by Romeo Dobbs for the touchdown. Wow. What a play. <laughs> he turned around three times. That's a pretty good the play. He's back in good graces. When when the when the analysis from Chris Collinsworth is nothing but giggling, that's how you know you probably made a pretty good play. And that was a spectacular catch by Romeo Dobbs. However, for the Packers, they still fall 27-17. They go from never losing back-to-back games under uh, Matt LaFleur in the first three seasons under LaFleur to now a four-game losing streak. So they fall 27-17 tonight to the Buffalo Bills. I'm Gabe Knights along with Steve, the Homer True, and... Uh, Packers Hall of Famer Mark Tauscher as we continue to take your calls on that Boda Box One line, 855-616-1620 if you have something to say. After the Green Bay football game, make sure you call us on that Boda Box One line. Boda Box, this is how we boat it. Please drink responsibly. Must be 21 or over. Boda Box Vineyards, Manteca, California. That's where we find Sean and Sun Prairie. Sean, you're on the Green Bay Game Day postgame show. Hey, guys. How's it going? What's up, Sean? Um, I thought this game was a microcosm of the season. I think it shows Matt LaFleur's inability to control the locker room. I thought the team was severely undisciplined tonight. The number of penalties, Clay Walker shoving a ununiformed person and getting ejected out of the game, Jair being rattled to the point of getting, you know, in a shouting match with everyone on the team. I mean, this team looks awful. Uh, aside from the play, which was uh, should have been a blowout, you know, more than 21 points probably. Um, but you know, uh, Buffalo made some mistakes there, and you know, I, I I disagree that they righted the ship and that the coach had anything to do with their turnaround. I think there was just some mental mistakes done by the Bills, and they should have uh, had the ability to step on our throat and uh, pull this thing out of the water. But uh, we're three and five, and um, it doesn't get easier. And I just. I, I think the coach is losing the locker room a little bit, and uh, it's only going to get worse from here on out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and I think that you bring up some good points, Sean. The the thing that bothered me, I, I like Jair Alexander's fire tonight. I, I was sick and tired of us coming out, and fans will always say, you look flat. 
You know, you, there's no energy. Jair brought it right out of the tunnel. I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think he picked up any of those penalties. Did he have a late hit or? No, I mean, he got one. I don't one. believe it was him. He picked one up against, yeah, that, when Gabe Davis just decided to, you know, yeah, kind of give him a little forearm in the back, you know, yeah, he was, for no yeah, reason. He was plus one penalty. Yeah, he, I mean, he, yeah, he had an interception tonight. tonight. Awesome. I thought Jair, especially having his... the game that he had last week where he got beat a couple of times by some pretty good throws yep. by a pretty good wide receiver and Terry McLaurin, I thought he had a pretty good bounce back tonight. The, the big game that for Diggs sure. had, I don't think was because of him. No, he was, I thought he was, you know, he brought a ton of energy and good play with it. It was, I don't know if he elevated his other players, whether it was Eric Stokes was not good tonight. He got benched Razul briefly. Douglas, you know, that was kind of a ticky-tack foul, I thought. You know, the, the penalties tonight, and I know Matt LaFleur. One of the things that bothered me, and I, 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 I this bothered me watching the game because I just see Matt LaFleur after the game saying, you know, we show clips of guys around the league losing their mind, and I have zero tolerance for it. 100% what the coach should say. I like Matt LaFleur. I think he's a nice guy. I think he is a good football coach. But when you say something like that, I was I saw it was a great, great job by the NBC TV crew of zooming in when Quay Walker punched that or pushed that coach. And you know that you can't do it. Okay? He gets a flag. The coach doesn't even pull him out of the game. You get pulled. I get pulled out of practice for false starting. You don't let Quay Walker stay in the middle of the field. Troy Vincent calls in to drum him out of the game. Like, if Matt LaFleur is saying this and he said this, I have zero tolerance for it, get his butt out of the game. You can't have an idiotic 15-yard penalty because you're pissed because you can't control your emotions on the field. I've never you seen Have you ever seen be that before? Tausch, have you ever seen no, that before? No, yeah. I've never seen that before. Where you, where you shove a coach? No, I don't know what the coach said, and I'm sure we'll hear more about what happened. You can't do it. And for Matt LaFleur, that is get him out of the game, calm him down. He was going to take the next snap. Yeah, no, well, Troy on. Vincent doesn't call for Matt New York LaFleur and say, is smart, but he's soft. He's soft. The team is soft. It's all talk. I don't know. It's I, all talk. I'm not going to go. It's, he's this, a good coach. I agree he's a good hey, coach, Homer. but he has weaknesses. Yes. I'll say this. When you say things like this, the discipline aspect, we're getting killed with penalties, all true. But when you say this, we show clips, I have zero tolerance for it. You had a chance tonight, and you didn't do it. So Matt LaFleur, and I don't know if he didn't know what happened. I'd be curious to find out because I don't know any coach that wouldn't say, get his tail out of there. That was ridiculous. And that was a part, when you want to say your team is undisciplined, when you do something like that, that is the height of undiscipline. It's one thing if you're jawing with a wideout and you get in a shoving match with somebody and you get a 15-yard, all right. But the coach? Especially, or the equipment guy? Yeah, he I just didn't know like, who the guy was. The, the, he'd like put his arms down to just kind of protect himself, as you've seen. It looked like he, he was trying to help Walker. He was trying to season. help Walker. Yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> I don't know what happened. Again, I, there may be some things said. I don't know that. All I'm saying is what it looked like. And when I hear those those quotes from Matt LaFleur postgame, you got to practice what you preach. That ain't practicing what you preach. Do, do you send a message to Quay Walker? Is he potential inactive next week? No, if you, if you have I, I zero tolerance so. for it, is how yeah. do you how do you then? If preach? Devontae Campbell's listen. 
Hey, you can have zero tolerance, but you also need talent out on the field. <laughs> yeah, so, so you also need bodies. If you think Quay Walker's a if game changer. If you're playing yeah. the Detroit Lions and you don't think that you can set a standard for a, the Detroit Lions game, you got problems bigger that's a, than that. That's a team that can move the ball on offense, though. Yeah. Yeah, well, the Detroit. I don't feel great. The Packer offense is 17 no. points a game. Packer offense is 17 Wait. points a game. They score 17 against Detroit. Somebody should get fired. I don't know if I'll join that club. Wait, what do I, you mean? Detroit right now, gives up 40 a game. What are they giving up? They're giving up more than 30 points per game. I guarantee you. I mean, it's a lot. It's, it's approaching I don't that. Feel, do you guys feel great that Green Bay's beating Detroit no. right now? No. 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 You, I mean, I don't know I how anybody at, could. At the end of the week, am I probably going to pick the Packers? Probably. Yeah. But it's not one of those like, oh, yeah, I'm picking the Packers. Don't have to worry about it. I ain't sweating it out. No, this is like, oh, I mean, I could see a situation. Because the problem is, Tausch, when the offense struggles like this and you're going up again, okay, they're in a shootout. Now you're in a shootout. I don't feel great about this offense in a shootout. Yeah, this is not a shootout team. It's not. And yeah, that, when you average 17 not. points a game, um, by the way, the Lions are giving up. 32 a game. 32 seems, a game. Seems like a lot. Man, they're, but they can but they're scoring how many a game? Okay, they score a ton. Yeah, they and another line. thing, I, I I just saw this too and uh, you know what? I Samari Tori with a great route, you know, dropped one before. Dobbs, I think you have to feel a lot better about him and I think Aaron Rodgers feels a lot better about him. I think it's time to pull the plug on the Sammy Watkins experiment, too. It ain't working. Yeah. I'll Can't join that healthy. club. It just ain't working. Yeah. Nope. I want Samari Torrey. I want to go with these young guys and build. I'm not interested. We're not. Now that we're a three and five football team, I, I think I'm done with the Sammy Watkins experiment. Um, I, I'm with you on that. You want to join that club? Yeah, I'm in that club. I want to join that club. All right. But uh, for the same reason of Quay Walker potentially having to play because you don't know what the situation is. What did he with... do tonight, Gabe? If he didn't well, get no, to do it but tonight. But you need bodies. I'll get a I body. Just, you just need bodies uh, out body. there. No, I can, no, we I, can find a body. Hey, he, he missed a bunch of snaps. Hey, Gabe, he's against – Wildy does this big report on him because he's back in Buffalo. He's yep. going against his old team. Not, never going to be more motivated. And this is what we got tonight. So, One catch for all three right, great. If you're a hey, if you're a six and one team or a six and two team, I want the veteran. Right now, no, 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 no. I'd rather see Amari Rodgers. Don't go I'd there. rather see no, definitely no, no, Amari no, Toure. No, no. no I, I mean, I'd rather see him than Amari Rodgers. But that, maybe both, that's just they, me. No, they they both should be gone. Well, uh, they still put him back there to punt return. I'm, the Sammy Watkins experiment. Hey, we took a shot. It was low risk. Uh, you didn't give him a ton of money. The experiment, it's no longer. It's time to move forward with your young guys. I agree totally. I, I think we can all – I was thinking we'd all agree on that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, a, okay. I'm with you once the wide receivers actually get healthy no. because they finished with four healthy receivers. No, I no, I'll fight. I want to Bring John, up Fulgham. I'll fight. Give we'll me find Fulgham. somebody. We'll find somebody. Bring in Juwan Winfrey. It's time. Yeah. If you got to let Sammy Watkins go – yeah. yeah, I, I mean, again, you just you, you need bodies at that position right now because you it's you incredibly. If you're just up. looking for a warm body. Is that what we're? Is that where we're at? Yeah, just give me a warm body. Exactly. Sammy Watkins <laughs> is still making metal airs. Yeah. So no, I, I'd rather make metal airs with Samari Torre and Full Gum and uh, somebody else. If you, uh, 
Yeah. I mean, it's hard. You, you're better off just not to bring up Amari Rodgers when you discuss Sammy Watkins. No, because I'd rather see Amari Rodgers out on the that, field. That being Sammy said, Rogers. Amari Rodgers was a lot more productive than Sammy Watkins. Correct. Today. Well, you, you'll use him as a wide receiver then. I, I don't want him returning punts. I, I don't know what other options they have at that position either. Oh, come on. Samari Toure. They're, they're okay. bodies. Okay, I'm, I'm, good with, uh, I'm good with Samari returning punts. Yeah, I, don't want the war, just, I don't want the warm body argument. Like, I, I, that's, that's not a compliment to anybody. I'm not sure you should even just run back the body. punts on the kickoffs. <laughs> they, they couldn't even get it to the 20-yard uh, line. Other than then they finally have a good one because yeah, I like penalty. him as a kick returner. Well, penalties were back oh, inside the ten. Yeah, Keyshawn Nixon I, looks like Keyshawn yes. Nixon can scoot, man. He's got a little bit of speed to him. I like that. I like him back there yes. instead of Amari. I'm, I've, I've been behind that move for the last couple of weeks. The Butterbox Wine Line is 855-616-1620. We will get back to your calls in just a moment. But first, I have to tell you that Green Bay Game Day postgame is brought to you by Bud Light, America's favorite light lager since 1982. Light, crisp, and refreshing. And ice cold Bud Light is waiting for you. Brewed with four simple ingredients for the highest quality taste, barley, rice, hops, and water. Pick up Bud Light during your next visit to your favorite local retailer. Enjoy responsibly 2022 Anheuser-Busch Bud Light, St. Louis, Missouri. Back to your calls coming up next in just two minutes on the Green Bay Game Day postgame show. You're listening to Green Bay Game Day postgame with Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. Presented by Island Resort and Casino on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Yo. Rodgers sprints to space, now launches it downfield, the breaking free and open for the touchdown. Samari Toure, who couldn't pull in the first one, has his first NFL touchdown. 27-16. And that was a great point by Chris Collinsworth later after that, just kind of showing the, the route that Toure ended up taking on that touchdown, which was a great route, found the open spot, was on the same page as Aaron Rodgers, which is something that you like to see from somebody who has gotten the least amount of playing time of the young rookies, understandably so. He's the seventh rounder, right? He's been inactive at times when they've brought up Jawan Winfrey from the practice squad, but now they've had to play him, and hey, good for him making the big play tonight. I would have only added one thing if I was Contreras. I would have said, if you need plays like that to win, you're not winning. That's too no, hard. They didn't win. I know, but that's no, what I'm saying. Win. You, you, the, the, the quality of those. You know, anybody you yeah. just go. It's that the, there aren't going to be that many of those. But yes, no. But but again, when they happen, like yeah, yeah, I'm not expecting. I'm not expecting him to you know be able to do that. You know, all the time. But no, when I, they happen, it's not like it's a miracle. It's not miraculous that it happened. No, it's a good thing that it happened. It's something you can build off of. Yeah, I I really like this. The number one. Uh, the number one. Point of this show that Watkins should not. Should, oh yeah, yeah I think should not go back with the team. Yeah, it's uh, no, no fly, no. Yeah, he could fly back. Home. I mean, I'm not. Easy. We're not gonna I, I don't want to Lane Kiffin anyone. Just leave him on the tarmac. No, oh. but it, it's uh, it, hey, you know what? Hey, we gave it a shot. Yeah, yeah, we gave it a shot. It's not happening. No. So now let's not waste. When you're three and five, you don't just sit there and just keep plugging along. You do something. I hope Goody does something. So yeah, and I I do wonder. That's my I got question. a bunch of texts as the game was going. Now they got to be sellers. Now nah, you don't do what they did in a in a conference that if you can flip it. Now it's it's hard for me to say that this team can flip it when they're three and five and they've lost four in a row and they their offense is scoring seventeen points and all the other stuff that we've talked about. But I still want them to go. I still want them to push. 
I don't know if you guys feel the yes, same. Yes, but don't you I think Paul might be right? Don't you have to do something to make Rodgers come well, back next so, year, or do you just assume he's coming back because of all the money? That's I ain't where, worried about next year right really? now. Oh, I'm okay. not. Well, if, if they no. go out and get, because, I mean, some of the, when you take a look at the names in the wide receiver market, you see get names like Jerry Judy and Chase Claypool, who are still young receivers, but there's some athleticism yeah. to those guys that I would gladly acquire. I, I don't know how much they help necessarily this year, but I see them being athletic difference makers. Hurt. And it certainly well, isn't going to hurt, hurt this year, but I also can see more of a growth as they continue as young receivers in Green Bay. But I, I just don't think that DJ Moore is suddenly going to become available and you can just go out and get DJ Moore. A guy like that, just to me, is not going to be available in the middle part of the season. But, but he has to do something. Yeah, he will. He does have to. And if does he, he doesn't, he's kind of telling you, yeah, no, he does. He's made this team, he's... He's paying Aaron Rodgers $50 million a year. This is where they're at. And I think you could say Now, the problem is, all of a sudden, that second, third, fourth-round pick, right now it's sitting there. I mean, Green Bay goes 5-12, and 5-12. and 12. No, no, All of a sudden, on, that pick is hold on. a lot with, more valuable. I agree with the pick, but I don't want people, anybody listening, thinking that Mark – Towser just said the Packers could win five games this no, year. No, no, no. I did. I said that's what you you have to think if you're Goody now. If you don't make a move, is that part of your thought process? No, I still believe. Are you, where are you? That this team could figure things out. I'm still at I nine. Do, but, uh, yeah. I mean, when we talked about this last week, I we figured said, they were losing this game. Yeah, we so got to yeah. go six and three. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm at nine. I, I, mean, uh, I don't I, think Tausch is. The Bears Tausch scare me now, today. guys. That's the true. Bears scare what do you mean? Everybody scares you. Yeah, as, Detroit as this team's not very me. good. Yeah. Hey, this team is not very good. Uh, I, I was wrong on the defense. Uh, the offense is about kind of what I thought it would be. It's a little less explosive than I thought. <laughs> a little. I, I, a little. 17 well, a game. Yeah, the offense is not great. Uh, not, not, no argument, but I did not think it was going to be dynamite. Right. I thought this defense would be what it was in the playoffs last year better. That's what I thought. I've been way wrong on that. And that's on me. That's my assessment was wrong. 855-616-1620 is the Box wine line where we go out to Jason and Tosa. Jason, you're on the Green Bay Game Day postgame show. Hey, uh, good night. Or <laughs> happy evening, I guess, guys. But uh, so I- I'm hearing kind of like, I don't know if we're just trying to justify the outcome tonight, but Prior to the season, I thought this team was supposedly all in with the roster that was going to compete for a Super Bowl here in 2022. And now are we supposed to act like it was a moral victory to lose tonight by double digits? I mean, I think the Buffalo mailed it in. Well, but wait a minute. We're all – wait, stop. Maybe whatever was thought before the beginning doesn't apply now. We all understand that's not the team. So – you know, you're okay, accepting so, a certain so, so. standard. Okay, I mean, I ask everybody and ask you, how many wins do you think this team's the Packers are going to have? I think they will win seven or eight games. It, it, right now, okay. they're three and five. I don't think they're going six and three. And even if they do, they're so, not going to so make the playoffs. So at seven or eight, if you think that's where this, what's your what's your appreciate? What's your thoughts about the performance against Buffalo? If that's how good I you think, think the team is. It, I think it's what – actually, Homer, I think you said it. I disagree with Tausch. It's kind of one of those games where the Packers would be on Sunday night. You knew they were always going to win. They turned it up when they needed to. And then they would kind of play almost down to the level of their competition. But it was never in – Buffalo never was in fear of losing that game. I mean, here's the reality. Buffalo doesn't like to run the ball. 
They ran the ball for 153 mm-hmm. yards tonight. It's <laughs> true. It's <laughs> true. They didn't run it in the second half. They've, Green Bay forced them to run it. 100% true. I mean, and then I'm watching, I was going to bring this up, but you all hit on it. Our big free agent wide receiver acquisition caught one pass for three yards. I'm with you. I yeah, it's time. Seventh round rookie. I mean, yeah. but here's the, here, here's the, I'll mark it down. Jason from Tosa, Gouda isn't doing anything. The Packers have not traded a round one through five pick for a player this century, Homer. Look it up. They're not doing it now. If we didn't we know. We didn't know that. I didn't know that was Is our that standard. True? Look Is it that up. true? This century Look they haven't. Well, for a player. Okay. I, I, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no. Al Harris, I think, was the last one where they sent like a second rounder to Philly. It has been a long time since a round one for a player. Then traded picks to move up mm. in the draft, but they, we don't do that. Mm. I'm watching games today. AJ Brown. How did he do with the three touchdowns in the first? Yeah, half? he's pretty good. He was traded. How did Stephon Diggs do tonight? Who was traded for a first-round pick? The Packers don't do it. The teams that yeah, D Hop is Bowl, uh, helping Arizona. Yeah, yeah, deal, yeah. man. He has had some good big game games today. since he's come back. Yeah, McCaffrey had a pretty good game today. Goot will not do it. Yeah, when he I did. call in later, I will be the one to say yeah. the Pack. It's not just Goot. It's this organization. There is something about they refuse to. Yeah, trade but come on, that's Goot isn't held by the organization of forty years ago. Goot is on Goot. Now, granted, he he may have learned this under under Ted Thompson, exactly. but well, then fine. Then it's you're getting a guy like Ted Thompson, but this is not uh, Homer. For Greg, to make a trade. what? Yeah, the time it to make time the to trade, make trade was not 2022. Yeah. The time to make the trade was in 2020 or 2021 when the team was really on the verge of winning a Super Bowl. We didn't do it then. We won't do it now. I'll hang up. Mm. Boy, I hope you're wrong. Yeah, but I mean, it just kind of feels like this this roster. In fairness to Goody, and and I've gotten sick of this. I think you have too, Homer. Like, it was obvious for Goody after he took over the job, and then he signed the big four free agents that he did in that first off season that he had, and and the free Defense. agents have stopped. Well, the, the the free agents have stopped, but the the narrative right away was, oh, he's different. He's different than Ted Thompson. Look at these free agents, and now he's kind of settled back more into Ted Thompson. Other than, to me, he has made it a concerted effort to make sure stories get out of, oh, we made an offer, we were trying to get this guy, we were trying to get that guy, ultimately we didn't get him, but we were, hey, we were in the conversation, we were trying to, and you've been in the conversation enough for some of those guys, to me, like if, if the trade deadline on Tuesday comes and goes, and, well, the Packers were in conversations for Chase Claypool, they just couldn't make it happen, I don't care if you're in conversations anymore, like you just get, either have to do it or you don't do it, and at this point, especially with where their wide receivers are and the lack of explosiveness, you have to do something. I'll join that club. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. Gabe, I don't think that's a necessarily. I mean, first off, you went and signed four uh, free agents yep. that were all impactful. Yep, all did what we hoped they would do. Yep, fill that void. You can't make a living if you're doing that every year. Oh, hundred percent. That means you draft like crap. So 100%. that is, you, it's not a sustainable way. But what Goody has done that Ted didn't do is he would bring in veteran offensive linemen. He would bring in uh, Dennis Kelly, uh, Rick Ricky Wagner from – I don't remember where he was playing at, Detroit. but the Wisconsin guy. He did those things that would solidify things. Not always worked, but this year again he went and picked up Jerron Reed. Now you could say he hasn't been effective. That's fair. But 
Jerron Reed is another pickup. So it's not the same methods. Yes, he's saying he's in the conversations. He's not pulling the trigger as much as I think we'd like. But this is if this season continues to spiral, there's numerous reasons for why it is. But the biggest, I think, your impact signings that, that you did this year, whether it's Sammy Watkins or Devondre Campbell, Darnell, uh, not Darnell Savage, but uh, Razul Douglas, they have not been as good as they were last right, year. But, but and Towns, you're paying them. Every, yeah, everything is defense. Those moves were defense. The other moves were defense. The one thing he hasn't done that it needs to be emphasized, he hasn't. They walk out the door. Well, no, and he hasn't drafted wide receivers up high in the draft as Ted Thompson did a number of times. Goody went like four or five years with nothing. Now, the one time he went up a little bit was Amari Rodgers, and he stinks. So, but he's been horrible at wide receivers and and tight ends. And that's why we're in this yeah. problem. I mean, the hope is that the three that they drafted this year, there might be something there. But the pass catchers that he took before that, Jamon Moore is out of the league. MVS no longer with the Packers. EQ no longer with the Packers. Uh, Jay Sternberger is out of the league. And Josiah DeGuara. And Josiah DeGuara isn't even a tight end. He's a fullback. He's a blocker. But those are the five pass yes. catchers that he has drafted in his tenure. And when he took Jordan Love. Uh, and Amari Rodgers. And, right. And when he took Jordan Love, it was a time where there were wide receivers there available at that time. He knew in that draft, they were after they got past those, there was nothing for a long time. And he wanted Jordan Love's. His performance for wide receivers and tight ends is horrific. And that's why they are where they are now. And that's an area Ted Thompson did a great job of drafting wide receivers, mm. even when he had good wide receivers. We will get to more of your phone calls on that Photobox Wine Line 855-616-1620. Plus, before Tausch goes, we are going to do The Man. It's brought to you by New Mail. That's all coming up next. Green Bay Game Day Come on, Tausch, show. take Watkins. Oh, make me. Second quarter begins, second and one. Allen shot to the end zone. Down. Brought in by Stefan Diggs. Diggs wanted to tell the Packers about it. It's another quick strike score for the Bills. Four plays in 51 yards. Razul Douglas in coverage there because Stokes, at the end of the first quarter, was sent to the bench. Got into it with Rich Basaccio over something, so the Packers decided to put him on the bench and ended up being Razul Douglas in coverage there on that touchdown. Packers what is he fall. fighting with What's he fighting with Rich Bisaccia about? I'm not sure. It's not even his coach. <laughs> no. Like, and it wasn't a special doing? teams play. It was, hey, no, it, I know. You know and I like, can tell you this. One guy to not fight with? Bisaccia? Him. Are you scared of Bisaccia? Homer? No, but I think as a player, you'd know. All right, of all their coaches, who's crazy man? He is. I'll ask, I'll ask the Tausch on the staff. On when you were there, there were people, you know, there always had to be a crazy guy. The craziest, oh, yeah, no, there's a couple I, of coaches I'm, that... Uh, yeah. I ain't messing with crazy guy. Uh, and he's pretty yoked, but he's old. I mean, I I would think that if you're a professional football player, uh, you think you can take the coach. Unless no, it's like I Dan agree Campbell. you can take him, but it's like I'm just not getting into it with that guy. Pick somebody uh, else. Well, you, uh, yeah, you would? It just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. yeah. Listen, if I'm playing and I want to get into it with a coach, and I, I, I'm not worried about any coach, okay? I'm not. It's fair. I think that's very fair when – you're talking about athletes in the NFL. Oh, Kevin the- Green, I ain't going to lie to you. Kevin Green would, rest. God rest his soul, Kevin Green would be somebody you don't want to mess with when he was coaching. Uh, I, mean, he was, right. I mean, he was an insane person when he played and an insane person yeah. also when he and coached. And he was still reasonably yeah. young. Yeah. 
855-616-1620 is the Boda Box. If I was you, number. I wouldn't. <laughs> oh, if I was you, I wouldn't mess with I ain't messing with anybody. I'm male or you. female. You got that frail, yeah, you got that frail hip. You got those frail hips. <laughs> oh, I'm a loser when it comes to fighting. I, I've seen my resume. I'm not fighting with it other than Mark Belling. You got to know who you Bell, are. Boy. Belling, true. I've said I'll go MMA with, but that's it. Uh, more on that in a little bit. First, we go to Gino in Racine. Gino, you're on the Butterbox Wine line of the Green Bay Game Day postgame show. Thanks for taking my call. Just wanna, <clears throat> I'm just sick about this whole thing. We were number one seed last year, and now we're like doing this. It's it, it's it's the run defense that, with Tosh was saying, it's just it's just horrible to see two things that really makes me sick: the run defense and Rogers just has no time to throw the ball, collapsing that offensive line and inside of the offensive line, especially like against the Jets in this game, they just, those guys are just pushing those guys back into the right and collapsing that pocket. There's no pocket. And, um, you know, just, um, you know, the, um, the receiving core losing like, you know, St. Brown, MVS, Adams. I mean, what are you doing? You're these guys, like Rogers had these guys for what, three or four years. He was kind of getting a thing with them. I know you can't, you know, keep everybody, but they lose those three big, huge receivers. And then, like you said, there's no, there's no pickup of a, of another receiver. I mean, doesn't a, doesn't a mechanic like to have the best tools to, to do his job, like, a, like snap on or to craftsman or the best tools to do his job. You take away a, a hall of famer, awesome quarterbacks, you know, weapons. I mean, you know, I know he eventually would eventually, you know, get like he's starting to get on with Dobbs a little bit, and you know, and Tanya's coming back a little bit. But this, this is like, you know, the thing is, this is, you know, and then when that when then when that lady like, uh, you know, interviewed the coach before halftime started. Correct me if I'm wrong. It almost seems like he didn't know how to answer the question when they were going to say, didn't. "How do you what What are you going to do?" He almost looked like I don't want to say ready to cry, but he was like really like you could see he was really emotional, <laughs> blinking real fast. He's like, and he didn't know. He didn't know how to. No, really, he, I mean, he couldn't say I, what he, he was thinking. He, what he wanted to say question. was, "We suck." And it, and this falls directly, I think, in my opinion, on the GM and the coach. I mean, for a team to be one seed, one year, and now you're you're looking. I mean, I don't see them winning like another. I hate to say this, three more games, maybe against Detroit and Chicago. They play, they play all these awesome teams. I mean, they play Dallas, they play Philly, they play. The Rams, they play the Dolphins, they play. I mean, the Titans, they play. I mean, with Derrick Henry and the, and the running yeah. defense. I mean, the Wolf Vikings. Matchups. I mean, I can't see them winning another three games. I mean, really, it's it's wow. sad. It's sad, and the biggest thing is how you have depleted Rogers' receiving core, a Hall of Fame quarterback that's awesome, and you just you just take away his weapons. You know, that's just sickening. Yeah, it's and we appreciate the call, Gino. Yeah, I mean the lack of athleticism on offense squarely falls, and in, in, in it's the, the lack of depth on the offensive line, lack of athleticism and explosiveness on the outside for the wide receivers. The offense has been ignored very for a very very long time in the first couple of rounds. Well, Aaron by Brian will solve it. And... Aaron will save us. Aaron ain't saving you. No, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. Other Ooh. than the offensive line, he's they've done a little. On the offensive line, any any offensive thing that's worked has been the offensive line. 
Yeah, but even then, I mean, he's he's brought in offensive linemen who have been veterans. You know, whether it was Billy Turner and, and Lucas Patrick became that veteran. They elected not to bring him back. They cut Billy Turner to save some money, but they didn't have a Ricky Wagner. They didn't have. Um, I'm, I'm blanking on the guy that they they brought out of retirement when he was with the Patriots, and then in the COVID year, the he, Patriots Veldivere. guy, Veldivere, there Veldivere. we go, Jared yeah. Veldier. Jared yep. Valdir, you know, he was bringing in veterans, and they just don't have that presence this year, even though the offensive line has been beat up. So before we let yeah, Homer, go, were you, yeah, were you concerned about that interview after halftime? Because it did look weird to me. Yeah, because he couldn't like say the whole what, LaFleur deal. He couldn't say what he thought. Don't you think? He can't. Uh, we stink, and we're quit. We're soft, uh, and, and I stink as a coach. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that was what he was. Well, thinking. no, but you can't. I think he. You I think, think that's what he wanted to say? No, it's television? not what he wants to think to say. But that's what he's thinking. This is on me. I'm embarrassed. I am. Here's what he yeah. wanted to say. I am embarrassed that that team went on the field and the way they played in the first half. And I'm the head coach. Mm-hmm. And I was embarrassed. Yeah. It's one thing to lose. It's another thing to be embarrassed. And he couldn't say that. That's what. That's how he felt. Yeah, it just for me today, and I, again, uh, I'm prefacing this by I think Matt Lafleur has done a really good job. I think this is his first big dose of adversity that he's had to deal with, and I don't think he's handling it necessarily great. The fact that he sat with Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay for that interview with Schefter, when both guys totally, you know, went behind his back and tried to steal his quarterback. Uh, Eh, no, no, I, it's my team. No, blank off you two. I'm not sitting with you. Are you crazy? You tried to take my job? You're, you, what are we doing? I didn't like any of it. I didn't like that. I didn't like that halftime deal. And in this quote after this game, Matt LaFleur has got it. He has got to put his foot down and take this team over. And whether it's I'm doing this tonight, he ran the football, he did this. I, I think you just need more. I want him to take authority and be more than what he's been. Before we let you go, Tausch, we've got to do it. It's the man. It's presented by New Mail Medical. Who was the man in the green and gold game? It's time to find out who the man is. The man is sponsored by New Mail Medical Center. Guys struggling with low testosterone, ED, and weight loss have had success at New Mail. You can, too. Schedule your consultation at newmail.com and discover the new you. Tell us who you're taking for the man for the Packers tonight, despite falling 27-17 to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, it's easy. I mean, I'm going to leave you guys on the offensive side of the ball. There's a couple. There's two or three guys that you'd feel pretty good about. Jair Alexander tonight. Loved it. Loved everything about what he did. I know people are going to say, we get... he got Buffalo out of sync. He was in their face, and he didn't give up. If he gave up anything tonight, I don't remember it. He had an interception. He was everywhere. His at he he felt that he needed to do this. I don't think he loves being Johnny Vocal guy. I think he he has a lot of swag. I think he carried himself tonight like I'm the best player on the field. I don't care who it is, Gabe. I don't care if it's you, Stefan. I'm not giving you an inch tonight. And I thought he brought the juice, and man, they needed it. So I I, I loved everything about Jair Alexander tonight. Homer, who you got? Uh, Aaron Jones was spectacular, and they yeah, were they hit hard. And then he bounced back, and the plays they did were great. But 
Uh, he had to create a large percentage. And the future of this did. team, in terms of eventually getting to more than 17 points a game, is going to be the result of using him and having some help. But he, he put on a show. Uh, 20 carries, 143 yards on the ground. He also had four catches for 14 yards. But I'm going to take the guy who probably had the best play of the night. I'm taking Romeo Dobbs. I mean, the two catches that he made, I think, are only going to continue to grow his relationship with Aaron Rodgers. Threw it up to him in the back of the end zone. He was able to make the adjustment a couple different times before he hauled that one in. Then the defender's hand got in there, still was able to wrestle the ball and keep the ball away from the defender. So that's I'm, I'm going to go Romeo Dobbs, to me, was the man for the Packers tonight. He had the best play. Yeah, without a doubt. Homer is, Homer is I'm going to leave you guys with this. Is Matt LaFleur too nice? Yeah. 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 And I, I'm you, 100% with you, Tausch. Like him sitting down with those other two guys. I, like, ne- I don't like it. And that to me is like somebody comes in is like flirting with your wife and take, asking your wife out, and you're just going to sit there and break bread with them and say, oh, hey, oh, shucks, that was cute. Didn't you, like it. You said. Didn't he, like that. Didn't like it's, this. It's a learning didn't process. Didn't like any of it. Because, remember, he set a record. He's four for, years in, Homer. But no, no, no. He's four years in. He set a record for number of wins in the regular season the first three he's years. A, I still a think record. he's a good football coach. So he... I don't, I, don't like where, I don't like where this team is trajectory. I don't like how this is playing out. Right. I don't... He, well, no. He needs to talk to you. He doesn't know what to do because he's never experienced this before. But like, th- well, he was soft before, but so what? He was smart and the things were working. You're, it's... As someone told me on the show, it's hard to win in the NFL. Well, he was kicking butt. So I can do all that other Mm -hmm. stuff. Now, now, it's a different... What what is he going to do now? That's what we're all wondering. Because it's clear he's got problems. Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely has problems. I'm sure we'll hear more about it. Tomorrow morning, P-O-P. Willie and Tausch on ESPN Wisconsin starts at 9 a.m. on know, ESPN Milwaukee, ESPN Madison. All right. Watkins comes up in the first two minutes of the show for by 9.02. Sure. By 9.02. No, it's going to – yeah, I'm going to start with Matt LaFleur, though, too. Uh, tonight was uh, – I'm not – you know what? I don't feel as good as I did when the show started. <laughs> I thought I was feeling a little bit better, and then the more I think about it, Buffalo mailed it in. They played as bad a half of football as you possibly could. You know, callers are telling me this stuff, and now I'm thinking, it's going to be a long year. Kind of talked yourself out of it. Yeah, it could be a long year, and they've got Detroit who scores a bunch of points next week. I still believe, though, because I believe in 12. I still believe. All right. We appreciate it, Tausch. Go get some sleep, my friend. See you guys. Mark Tauscher joins us for the first hour or so right here on the Green Bay Game Day postgame show each and every week. Still plenty to come, though. We have to hear from Jace Willie. We're going to hear from the quarterback, and we continue to hear from you on that Box wine line, 855-616-1620. Coming up next in the Green Bay Game Day postgame show. Back after this with more Green Bay game day postgame on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Presented by Island Resort and Casino. Listening to Green Bay game day postgame with Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. Presented by Island Resort and Casino. And sponsored by Bud Light, America's favorite light lager since 1982. On the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Diggs gave 
Davis, bottom of the screen, third and ten. Allen, up and out of the pocket, throws on the run, throws an interception underneath. Russell Douglas pitches it back to Jair Alexander. Alexander, and Singletary and Knox tackle him. Uh, just trying to make a big play. Instead, Allen makes the first turnover of the game. Alexander off to celebrate. Green Bay will try to turn it into a touchdown and stay close to this one. Now, unfortunately for the Packers, they turn it over on the very next play offensively. But they won the turnover battle tonight. But they ultimately lose the game their fourth in row, 27-17 to the Bills in Buffalo. Packers have still never won a game on the road at Buffalo. And apparently it's the only team they've never beaten on the road now, I, in their story I thought story somebody history. said they hadn't won at Indianapolis. They may have beaten the Colts before they became Indianapolis. Uh, but I don't they haven't played Buffalo that many times there, have they? No, because you yeah. only, yeah. I mean, the last time they played in Buffalo was 2014. It was eight years ago. Because you only play the Bills once every four years. The last time they played the Bills was in Green Bay, and that's when Aaron Rodgers threw Mike McCarthy promptly under the bus. And then McCarthy was fired later that year. Okay. Uh, time to go through an injury recap. It's brought to you by Orthopedic Associates of Wisconsin. There is a difference. Visit orthowisconsin.com today. Plenty of injuries for the Packers. I was really worried about A.J. Dillon, but he came back into the game. Just kind of was tackled awkwardly. Looked like his knee bent awkwardly. But apparently he's okay because he worked his way back into the game. Uh, however... You can see the speed that Christian Watson has when he's on the field, and it could be a difference maker for the Packers. However, concussion, he was ruled out pretty close to immediately. I mean, it was it looked a little scary for a second. He was able to get up off the field under his own power, went to the locker room, was ruled out relatively quickly. Also, a knee injury uh, and not returning for the Packers was Devondre Campbell. Uh, so those were kind of the two big injuries for the Packers in tonight's contest. Tough ones that you're going to have to deal with going forward, especially after Quay Walker was ejected uh, for pushing a practice squad player, I think is what it officially was, on the sideline for the Buffalo Bills. It was completely unexplainable why he did what he did. Yeah, I don't think he knew who the person was. I think he was just mad. It or, didn't matter was, who it was. Like, it, right. Like, no, it was just stupid. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's no other way to describe it, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's... And other than all the injuries that you talked about, I'd give him a week off. Quay? Yeah. Yeah, he's not playing for a week. <sighs> I, we, we talked about LaFleur, and I would think that if he went to uh, people, and uh, they, I think they would say, you need to do something to let everybody know you're in charge. Well, if you say you have zero tolerance for something... Then you have to show that you have zero tolerance. And Tausch had pointed this out when he was on the show earlier. If you have zero tolerance for that, why was he lining up for the next play before you know New York buzzed into the officials saying, Hey, we're looking at this again. There could be an ejection. And that's ultimately what they did, is they disqualified Quay Walker. But he was lining up on defense like he was still going to play. And that was before the Devontae Campbell injury. So it's not as if, uh, I guess we have to keep him out there. We're just short on bodies. We need to make sure we have somebody at inside linebacker. That wasn't the case because Devontae Campbell was still healthy at that point when Quay Walker got ejected. Yeah, I don't know what he knew, uh, what LaFleur knew, and so that would be his only defense. But that's the kind of thing that you would get some information right away that, yeah. he, that he pushed. And that would be pretty easy for any coach to say, to get him off the field. Or Yeah. I mean, it, it happened on the opposite sideline. It, it, 
it just happened so fast, too. Because it's not like there was a big altercation that he just got up and decided to push the guy. Clearly, he thought something had happened that did not happen. And I, I, I it may have, things like that may have happened to some degree because it was just a push, but the NFL is clearly in a different status in yes. terms of wanting to make everybody think that they are, uh, they are very concerned about how their players act Correct. on and off the field. Correct. More so than they ever have been before. Please remember, you don't have to wait until Christmas to ring the bell and put money in the Salvation Army Red Kettle. You can donate now at samilwaukee.org. 8855-616-1620 is the Botabox wine line. We'll get back out to you in just a little bit. But first, do want to tell you about our friends over at Potawatomi Hotel and Casino. You can be a gold breaker at Potawatomi Hotel and Casino to win your share of $1 million in cash and prizes. Just play your favorite games Sundays through September. Catch all of the football action, Fire Pit Sports Grill, Ultimate Sunday Fun Day. Learn more at pacebig.com slash gold breaker. More of your calls on that Butterbox Wine Line, 855-616-1620. Coming up next on the Green Bay Game Day postgame show. Back after this with more Green Bay Game Day postgame on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Presented by Island Resort and Casino. And sponsored by Bud Light. Four simple, high-quality ingredients, barley, rice, hops, and water. Network. Presented by Island Resort and Casino. With Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. And sponsored by Bud Light. Light, crisp, and refreshing. An ice-cold Bud Light is waiting for you. From the one again, second to goal. Allen's going to keep it. And he's got Dawson Knox, but he can run it. Now he'll throw it, and it's Knox. And it's a Buffalo touchdown. Packers fall to the Bills, 27-17. This is Green Bay Game Day postgame show presented by Island Resort and Casino. He's Steve the Homer True. I am Gabe Neitzel. Uh, the one thing I want to get into right now, Homer, is... So the Packers were wildly successful running the football tonight. Aaron Jones had 20 carries, 143 yards. Even A.J. Dillon, 10 carries, 54 yards, 5.4 yards mm-hmm. per carry. 6.7, they had over 200 yards rushing tonight. It was by far their best game running the football. But ultimately, it didn't matter. And that's where I'm at where we, everybody, oh, they got to run the ball more, run the ball more, run the ball more. Sure. But they ran the ball tonight, not necessarily to win the game, but just to be embarrassed less. Ultimately, this is a passing league. And if you run the ball as efficiently as they did tonight, you have to then marry that with successful play-action passings, be able to push the ball down the field because even as they were kind of marching down and, and putting together a drive in the second half where they just ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball, they were down three scores. And you're going, well, at some point they're going to have to pass it. They're going to have to throw it because they need to get chunk plays in order to get back into this game quickly. They're going to run out of time if all they do is run the football. And that's, I guess, where I kind of stand on this whole thing. It's nice that Aaron Jones had 20 carries for 143 yards. But if you don't do anything passing the ball off of that, ultimately you're not going to go anywhere. Yeah, I I know. I agree with that totally. You're just looking at this year when you have no wide receivers that you're maybe going to have to run it. And I've said that with running backs, it's always now about touches, not running the ball. Mm -hmm. It's throwing the ball out in the flat, these other plays they've run. But, yes, you're 100% right. The, the, The league is set up 
and there are some exceptions a little bit, but the league is set up that you pass, that you run to set up the pass. That's the whole point of running, to make the passing better. If running doesn't make the pass work, there's no point in running. Correct. Um, and, or and, you and, run when you're ahead late in games and you want oh, to run out can, the clock. You can run out the That's clock. That's where the ability to run the ball becomes has always been successful. The but, only way you can be a somewhat successful team doing this, you have to have a really good defense that goes with it. The way San Francisco did the year that the Packers just got their brakes beat off when they went out there three years ago in the NFC Championship game as the two seed. But the problem with that was then, Homer, was they got into a situation in the Super Bowl against Kansas City where they then had to throw the ball. And all the running that they did did not have Jimmy Garoppolo push the ball down the field in late-game situations. They couldn't catch up. They couldn't. Yeah. No, and the Packers were the same way today. You knew the game was over. I knew the game was over yeah. because of the amount of time and effort. The only time, the only way you could have thought differently is if you thought they would be able to create a turnover, which they actually got a couple, and then have the ball more often. But, yes, this you, you make a great point. This was the perfect example. Now, part of it can be because Buffalo's defense is so good. Yeah. But this is the perfect example of the limitations. It's and, why we both agree Goody's got to do something. He has – now, it may be in the offseason, and it may be the – but to me, it, it, it can't be just the draft because he needs someone sooner. And you're seeing – what other teams have done and the importance they have given to wide receivers and signing them and giving them money. Devontae Adams is actually the answer. Given, oh yeah, I mean, that's that, that ship has sailed. I, has it? Yeah. They're not bringing him back. They would never bring him back. Uh, I don't think so, no. Okay, all right. I don't think Goody would admit that he made a sp- because he, he he bungled it. Trading him on, on St. Patrick's Day... The draft is six weeks away at that point. You could have been more patient the way they were patient when Aaron Rodgers requested a trade. Aaron Rodgers requested a trade. The Packers pretty much say, no, we're going to find a way to work this out. Aaron's, nope, trade me, nope, trade me. And then we did the whole thing of, is he going to show up to camp? Obviously, Aaron Rodgers did. And then they worked it out to the point where he signed an extension with the Packers. I think you could have been more patient with the Devontae situation to try to work something out to get him to stay here. To trade him... That early in in March, to me, just seemed like a wave the white flag on the situation they, type thing, they, and handling yes. an exact opposite of Aaron Rodgers. They thought they could have. They thought they could do okay without him. They didn't think it would be this bad. Uh, yes, I, I think I would have to. There's no way you could think it would be right. this bad. Yeah, I mean, even this game. That's why when you bring that up, it's important to realize that yes, as well as they run the ball, they're scoring 17 points a game. So did it get into did it get today? Yes. You cannot win in the league. Now, if you if the turnover ratio was different, like Buff uh, Philadelphia, the big story there, they're like plus 17 or something. Yeah. The Packers were plus one today. They're still minus three. So your only hope is if you were great in turnovers, then you would be scoring more points because you would have the short field. But you're still you still can't win with that offense. Yeah, there's there's just something I, I I'd be curious to see the last time the Packers were this late in a season, you know, we're eight games in now, almost halfway through, that they were negative in turnover ratio. Yeah, I've got they they lose they've lost every year. I've got that, but it's also about the, this late in the year with scoring so few points. Yeah, I think it was before Favre. I think it was like the year before Favre started. Oof. It's because it's hard. Oof. Eight games at 17 points. Oof. 
It just yeah. Ugh. Here's what it is. Here's what the here's what the the turnover ratios. The last three years, plus thirteen, plus seven, plus twelve. In 2018, they were even. They were six, nine, and one. 2017, they were minus three. They were seven and nine. 2013, they were minus three. And by three, the way, that 27, when they were minus three, he was hurt. That was mostly without Aaron Rodgers and Brett right. Hundley was playing quarterback. Right. Um, so again, you have the years in which they're six, nine, and one, seven, nine, eight, seven, one. All the other years, plus, 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 all the way going back to 2006. They were they were Four zero. And twelve. Right. They were even. So, oh, excuse me. 2006, they went eight and eight that year. Correct. But I'm saying, so you have eight and eight, seven and nine, six, nine and one. Uh, and then the best they ever did is 2013. They were minus three and they were eight, seven and one. Um, Another year where Aaron Rodgers was injured and didn't, Correct. you know, so they had a few more right. turnovers because guys like Scott Tolzien were playing quarterback. Yeah, last year they were third. Uh, the last three years, third, seventh, and third in turnover ratio. This year they were 27th going into the game. And um, so I would emphasize that that, that plays into it and, and, and helps your scoring. But the, no one can remember. Unless a quarterback was hurt, an offense this bad. That's correct. I I certainly cannot. I cannot in my in my time as a fan of the Green Bay Packers. Eight five five six one six one six twenty is the Botabox wine line. We hear from you. Plus, we're going to hear what QB one had to say at the podium coming up in just two minutes here on the Green Bay I Game Day Post Game Show. What do you think he's going to say? <sighs> I think he's going to try to take the positive spin that Tausch had at the beginning of the show. For the young players. Yes. What they did. Yes. I think he's going to try to, hey, this is a building block that we can use going forward. Coming up in two minutes, we hear from you and we also hear from QB1 on the Green Bay Game Day postgame show. Back after this with more Green Bay Game Day postgame on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Presented by Island Resort and Casino. Tundra Trio Radio Network. Three. Bills crowd the line. Rogers play action. Throw into the end zone. And it's a touchdown for Robert Tunyon. There is a penalty marker down. If it stands, it is Tunyon's second on the season. Pass on the third. Yeah, spoiler alert. It did not stand. And it's on the man who caught it. And comes back. It's tough watching Robert Tunt. He just doesn't have the explosiveness. No, but that was a terrible call. It was a tough call. Tough call. I mean, they're they're not getting their share of calls. But then, when you're not as good, when you don't get your share of calls, no, that's it what causes happens to you the bad to lose. Teams. Yeah, because you have what... bad calls when you're good, but it doesn't cost you the game. No. And so everybody says, "Hey, it's all well right. because you're good enough to overcome it." Correct. But when when your margin for error is as small as the Packers is. You start to focus on some of those things more, and there's a reason why they say that losers focus on those things. It's because, well... Yeah, you can't make up for them. Yeah. And the Packers certainly are in a position where they can't make up for them right now. Maybe they... Uh, they, they again. It's why they could use a tight end as much as they could use a wide receiver. Yeah. Oh, just any sort of pass catcher. Yeah. yeah. I mean... The, I think somebody... The, the, who's the guy? There's a guy in Miami Tony talks about. Oh, him. yeah. Uh, Mike Gusecki? Yes. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. They're not using him well, much. They're, they're not using him. He's had a couple of big games, but it just seems like maybe he doesn't fit, which which is kind of crazy that he wouldn't fit that offense that they run because... They don't care. They got so many other well, people. Well, they've, they've got 
weapons on the outside, but you think of, of Mike McDaniel, and he comes from that Kyle Shanahan tree, and George Kittle is as important of a weapon on that offense as anybody else, so you would think you'd be able to find a way to use a physically gifted tight end the way that Mike Gusecki is, and as good as he's been, you'd think you'd be able to find a way to make you, him good enough on the offense. You'd think. But, but that is that is going to be a position, Homer, they're going to also have to address at some point this offseason because Josiah DeGuara is a fullback. Mm-hmm. Uh this I, was his, one of his better games. Oh yeah, because he blocked really well. Yeah, and he had I have one, one catch for nine I yards. Ask you, okay? I, of all the rules in the NFL, the one I don't get mm-hmm. is when they changed and say that you can now have the offensive lineman and other people push and help you. Oh yeah, I, I don't get that. I would do exactly the opposite. I don't want people now. Maybe they people get hurt, but that's that's phony. That's fake. And now you have plays on the line of scrimmage where teams are putting people behind the running back yep. totally to push. What, yeah, and like a quarterback football. sneak. Yeah, you just kind of push the yes. guy. Uh-huh. I'm fine with it. I mean, again, they they were doing it, and they, the refs just didn't call it. Right, so call it, and they'll stop doing it. The running back's on his own. Yeah, but... Uh, they, they, they again. It's they become, want more offense. They fine, want more but offense. That's the weirdest looking offense there is. It's tug of war. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's rugby scrum. Yes. Yeah. You just get as many yes. bodies as you that's can. Exactly try to push it one is. way. Yeah. It is a right because it, you can feel like the play is almost over, but it's not because the people behind the offensive linemen get to a point where they can now start helping the wide, the running back if he's still up. Yeah. But uh, right. but back to my point about tight ends, uh, Robert Tunyon. He's on a one-year deal. I, I don't see them the way that he's produced at this point. The lack of explosiveness seems like a good guy, I, but I, I just don't see him returning. Uh, or Josiah no, or, yeah, he's like a number two guy or yeah, something like that. Yeah, Josiah DeGuara. Yeah, maybe you bring him back on a minim, minimal deal, but Josiah DeGuara is a fullback. Uh, Tyler Davis is Tyler Davis. And Mercedes Lewis has probably got to retire one of these times soon, you know, one of the, one of these off seasons. So I think that's also another position that they're going to have to take a look at, potentially either maybe through you know if they if they trade for a tight end, I'm as happy as if they trade for a wide receiver. We'll see what Jason Wildey has to say as he joins us right now on the Green Bay Game Day post game show. Your key to inside the numbers, inside the hash marks, and inside the locker room. All Packers, all the time. Packers reporter Jason Wilde is on Green Bay Game Day postgame. Brought to you by WPS Health Solutions. Visit OperationFanMail.com to nominate an active duty service member or military veteran for recognition this season. He is our friend. He is our teammate. He is Jace Willie. Joins us each and every Green Bay game day post game show to help us recap what we saw. Packers fall to the Bills, twenty seven seventeen in Buffalo. Now three and five on the season. Jason, what was your largest takeaway after watching tonight's game? That my prediction to Homer wasn't quite as outlandish as it felt when I said it to him on Friday. Yeah, no, they that's... lose by ten. Come on, they they take a touchdown off the board, which. Was kind of a nickel dimer of it's a, a horrible call. Like, yeah, but like they don't, they they never. The weird thing about this game is that it never felt like the Packers were really putting the the Bills in genuine, authentic danger. Correct. And yet, and yet, they still hung around, and that was kind of my point all week long. Is that these games are, you know, it's two, three plays during the course of a game, and. Even teams that you think are going nowhere fast the way they're playing, which is certainly what the Packers were coming in, 
can still hang around and have a chance. The Packers have allowed teams to hang around with them when they've been really good far too often as well. So, look, it's interesting that a place that we keep hearing the standard is the standard is now talking about important moral victories, about how hard they fought and all that kind of stuff. But the bottom line is, and this was my takeaway, if the Bills are what a real bona fide Super Bowl contender looks like, then the Packers aren't one. And it doesn't matter if they, frankly, add one wide receiver at the trade deadline. They are more than just a wide receiver away from really being an authentic Super Bowl contender, and that's because their defense has not come anywhere close to living up to the hype they received all offseason. Well, and that's where I come down to to with it, Jason. It just kind of felt like when an SEC school plays a Big Ten school, like when Georgia played Michigan last year in uh, in, in the college football playoff, like, okay, good for Michigan. They made the college football playoff. They weren't an actual contender for, you know, they, they weren't on the same level as George. If the Packers make the playoffs, they're not on the same level as, as right, the Buffalo Bills. They have, because of Jason's camera, they have nothing that's special. Nothing. Aaron Rodgers isn't special. Or if he is, it's irrelevant. They score 17 points a game. That, regardless if you have God at quarterback, he's become irrelevant. It's eight games now. So we're not special on you're not special on offense. You're not special at defense. You're not special on special teams. Correct. And you'd hope at some point they could become special offensively with Aaron Rodgers, but I don't know. Uh we all knew they can't come back. It takes too long. <laughs> the game was over at at twenty one to seven. It was over. And I don't know, Buffalo. I'd be upset if I was a fan of Buffalo because they're just sloppy, and they just they, came they played out. with their food. They yeah, they came in the second half and they had run the ball so easily they they passed like eight times in a row. But I mean, what? I I I, I don't know. It was does Rogers now say it's a moral victory or? They can't score. No, I mean he he didn't he didn't say that you know he said nobody's going to feel sorry for us and they had a bunch of things in for Christian Watson so losing him was really problematic. But first of all, you're right. Like I said that they were going to need Josh Allen to turn the ball over for them, and he did. Uh, unfortunately for the Packers, the first interception turned into an Aaron Rodgers interception. But they the. The Packers go from this team that, for whatever reason, steadfastly refused to just try, you know what, let's just run the ball and run it a lot and take the load off these young receivers. Well, they refused to do that. Tonight they had no choice, right? No Alan Lazard, no Randall Cobb. Christian Watson gets concussed on the opening possession. And suddenly now they actually have to hold their nose and give the ball to Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, which they were incredibly productive. They ended up with over 200 yards of total rushing yardage. But that's not – you can't be that one-dimensional going the other way either. Like, that's how Tennessee played today with Derrick Henry, and the Packers basically played the same with two guys filling that role. But you can't win that way either if you're going against anybody who's any good. And so that's why, yeah, it's great that they ran the football for once and stuck with it. It's because they didn't really have an option. Like, did you really want to see Aaron Rodgers chucking it downfield to Samari Toure regularly? They had they connected on one great play. But, again, this all goes back 
the, the primary reasons that they are where they are is, A, their defense was oversold to us, but, B, you trade away your number one receiver when everybody else other than Kansas City figures out a way to keep their wide receiver who's unhappy, and Kansas City goes out and at least does more than sign Sammy Watkins. And I was completely wrong on Sammy Watkins. I thought if there's ever been a time where a veteran player is going to come through, it's when you basically know that if you don't get the job done, your career is over. You're saying you were sitting on the couch when the Packers called you. He had one target, caught that one pass for three yards. You're without Cobb. You're without Lazard. You're the veteran, and you clearly did not get open very often if Aaron Rodgers targeted you once, even with the minimized passing game that they ran tonight. So... Your cohort on Wilde and Tausch was on earlier and said... Jesse Nelson? Uh, no, uh, we'll, uh, the, the, the Hall of Famer. We'll go with that guy. Uh, okay, I just uh, wanted to clarify. Just so you are ready for this tomorrow, Wilde and Tausch, 9 to noon, ESPN Wisconsin. He is calling for... He is saying Sammy Watkins is done. Packers can release him. They don't need him anymore. Play the just kids. Try, play it, yeah. Try something else because clearly this didn't work. Are you on that page where you can just release Sammy Watkins because the Sammy Watkins experiment is over? And I'm in that club. I think this is I the mean, perfect I, time I, to do it. Done. It's over. I, I, I guess, but like, I mean, first of all, you have to pay him for the rest of the year anyway. He's a vested veteran. He's fine. Second of all, uh, second of all I, I, just because the young guys, like, are you playing now for next year then? Is that what you're saying if you do that? Well, I don't know if you're necessarily playing for next year, but he's not helping this year either. So if Jawan Winfrey can make one catch for three yards. Yeah, or Travis Fulgham. I'm still, I, I would love to know, and I, and I did not hear Matt LaFleur ask this question. I'll, I'll ask him tomorrow. But I am curious, you know, Aaron Rodgers, and you, you can have whatever opinion you had all week on his comments, but Aaron Rodgers comes out and says that there are guys that shouldn't be playing, that are playing. Let's give opportunities to some of the guys that aren't playing. The only two wide receivers that fit that mold are the two guys on the practice squad. I'm sure you could shuffle your roster to get Juwan Winfrey active. You could have used one of your two or one of your three game day elevations on Travis Fulgham, who's played in the league. He's not like some young guy on the practice squad that has never played before. And they didn't elevate either one of those guys. And I found that to be really curious. But look, you can look at this game and you can make all kinds of excuses and say, hey, they stayed within 10, whatever, without three of their top receivers. With Elton Jenkins having the same type of 90 minutes before the game, you find out you're not going to have one of your best lineman deals as they had last week with Bakhtiari. You can say all that, but the bottom line is is that they're just not a very good football team, and they're so limited. Rodgers keeps saying that their margin for error is so small. I don't think they have any margin for error. Like, if 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 they can't, you know, they get a takeaway. If Rodgers can't take them down to score right away, they don't have the ability to say, "All right, well, we're gonna we got enough to get this done." You know, losing Quay Walker and Devondre Campbell will obviously be a major headline for how we discuss this game. But I'm not entirely sure that their defense was vastly different with Isaiah McDuffie and Eric Wilson at inside linebacker. That's just that's just how they look to me right now. 
So you mentioned Quay Walker. Matt LaFleur, after the game, said he has zero tolerance for things of that nature. Does he send any sort of message to Quay Walker or because of the injuries now at that position, and who knows if it's going to be a long-term injury or not for uh, Devondre Campbell, but is there a possibility that there's some discipline handed out internally by the Packers for the shove and subsequent ejection for Quay Walker? Yeah, I don't know what zero tolerance means there, right? Like... If it had just been a penalty and it hadn't been ejected, would they have benched Quay Walker for the what? rest of the half? Or? He was he was lined no, up for the, the next answer, play. The answer to that is right. No. So, I mean, he can say there's zero tolerance, but what he really means is that really makes me mad. But I don't really have much I can do about it, right? Like they don't. It, that not the way tolerance. he runs things. Not the way he runs right, things. You're not, you're not cutting your first round pick. You're not benching your first round pick. Like, uh, and and I understand Matt's just emotional and frustrated because that's a stupid thing. But like, here's the part that I don't understand. He it's, could bench him very... for a game actually because they played Detroit. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Um, but that's not how he does things. I I, I would just uh, what I don't understand. Like, I don't know what went through his head, right? Because, and and it's very easy to say, well, he's got to keep his head and stay calm from the seat that we're in. I get that. And he's in the heat of the competition. But he, the basically, the guy that he shoved basically just protected himself from him rolling into his legs and then tried to kind of help Quay Walker up. Yep. And he responded by shoving him. Right. I, like I that, can tell you. He just says, you're frustrated. You're That's frustrated. He didn't have any idea that he'd get thrown out of the game. Didn't think that was even remotely possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what yeah. it is. But yeah. it turned out to be very possible. Turned out, turned out to be, yes, be very so, positive. Jason, does Gutekunst make a move in the next two days? All right. So this is the question that I have. If you watch this game and you think, yeah, you know, we're a tight end or a wide receiver, because I heard you and Homer talking about acquiring maybe a tight end instead. And I agree. I really like Robert Tunyon. I'm not ready to write him off, but he is the quintessential guy who is back from an ACL, but not back from an ACL. He's playing, but he doesn't look like himself, right? Um, If you're Goody, and there's part of you that's thinking, okay, I think there's a good chance Rodgers is going to retire. We're going to cut Bakhtiari and save some cap space with him. I got a bunch of other cap problems that I got to deal with. Um, if I trade a second round pick for Chase Claypool, great. But I'm not sure I want to be giving away draft capital for guys at the trade deadline. Then, no. My question is who are the guys other than Claypool who I actually really like and I really liked him coming out of college too? But, like, do you really want to be Brandon Cooks's next most recent new team? And then he's got an $18 million base salary for next year, so you're renting him, right? You're going to cut him right away. So you're going to give up a pretty good draft pick to acquire him. And is he going to tilt the field? Like, he feels like basically a more productive, still got more tread on his tires, Sammy Watkins to be, who's played in a bunch of different places. Uh, He's had more 1,000-yard seasons than Sammy Watkins has had. But, like, is Brandon Cooks going to turn around your season? No. And is he someone you want long-term? At least with Chase Claypool, who I still, I'm not convinced that the Steelers really want to trade him. 
But at least with him, you're like, young player, fits everything that we look for in a wide receiver as a personnel staff, and I could keep him for longer than just the rest of this season. So I, I, I think that if he sees something that can help them not only now but down the road, I think he's far more tempted than if it's just, oh, we want – we're going to go all in and push our chips in and make a trade like you know, like the Niners did for McCaffrey. That I don't see happening at all in the next two days. Well, that's where I would be in on Claypool or Jerry Judy because I think there's some athleticism there with Judy that would help this team going forward. Yes, well. and, and I want to ask, do you, do you think they know what Rodgers is going to do? Boy, that's a – I think they have a hunch – what do you think that hunch is? Do you if, have a hunch? If this team's no good, the question is whether he's going to want to come back. That'd be my right. hunch. And that, right. And so, the to me, the issue is how convinced is he? Like Favre in 06, 07, right? Like, obviously, it's a little different because that was a new coach in McCarthy coming in in 06. But, like, we had done the retirement dance. Uh, he got on the the Seahawks plane to say goodbye to Mike Holmgren and Holmgren tells the story of being convinced that Favre was going to retire and then he doesn't, right? And and I have such a hard time believing, regardless of his ayahuasca, panchakarma, gratitude, all the other things we hear from him, I have a really hard time picturing Aaron Rodgers going out on such a horrendous season when he is clearly convinced that he's as good as he's ever been. And it's just that he's surrounded by guys that don't know what they're doing or he doesn't have enough talent around him. Right? You would agree with that being his view of this team? I mean, that club... Like, you don't think... Yeah, he doesn't think he's... And I don't think he's lost anything. For, I mean, some of the plays he made tonight, the throw to Toure, et cetera, like, I don't have any question that he still has plenty of ability, that his talent is not waned. So do you really, you know, Tausch was convinced they're going to go win the Super Bowl and he's going to ride off into the sunset. That was his bold prediction for the season. Well, they're they're not winning the Super Bowl. I feel fairly confident. I still think they can reverse this season, make it as a wild card and be a scary team going into the playoffs. I still think that they get healthy, etc. But I have a hard time picturing if it continues to be this kind of struggle bus season the rest of the way, that Aaron Rodgers really wants to call it after a year like that, especially when he knows that a guy like like Romeo Dobbs could be special and could get to a point where he's a pretty darn good player for him while he is still playing. So I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just, I don't I don't see him leaving after a season that turns out to be disappointing, but then again, he's said and done things that I would have never anticipated, so what the heck do I know? But that's why your comment about a young receiver would be the one that fits, because he's going to help regardless of who's your quarterback next year. Right, and that's also, yep. but but that that's also why, you know, the crowd that wants them to, re, you know, really push their chips in and give up premium picks for DJ Moore uh, in, in Carolina, like, if you're Carolina, it's just like all the arguments we had all offseason about McLaurin or Debo Samuel or DK Metcalf. Like, why on earth? You, all right, you've moved McCaffrey. I get it, right? He's injury prone. He costs a lot of money. 
fine. But DJ Moore, you know, I mean, he had a big mistake in his celebration, apparently, but he had a huge catch today. He is a very good player. And whoever's playing quarterback next year for the Carolina Panthers is going to need a player like him. Just like if the Packers could have just paid Devontae Adams a year ago in the summer of 2021, yeah, he might not have a Hall of Fame quarterback if he had to play with Jordan Love in 2023. But he certainly makes Jordan Love a lot better because he's that good, right? And so I just have a hard time picturing any team that's about to go through a rebuild giving away for anything short of a really premium draft pick a quality receiver. I just don't see that happening. Jason, we appreciate the time. Look forward to more of your takes on the Green Bay Packers tomorrow morning, excuse me, later this morning at 9 a.m. Will the Touch on ESPN Wisconsin. Yep, I'm going to bed. All, All right, right, boys, take care. Be good. Jason Wilde joins us again. I'm not He's going brought to us bed by yet. WPSL Solutions. Let's no, go all night. We are. Let's go all night. Uh, no, you can I mean, stay here. You got. You start at seven o'clock. I do. Right? I start at seven. I, I don't want to stay here all night. Hours. Yeah, I don't want to do all oh, night. That's. All right. I'm, I'm not quite there. How about one o'clock? I'll. I'll go to one o'clock with you. If you want to stay after that, that's on you. No, I've been told that before. <laughs> you can stay here, but we're all leaving. Okay, I'm uh, done. All right, then I think we're done. Yeah, you need to win really to go all night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah if they would have won tonight, yeah, I'd. I'd have partied all night. I'd have partied all night here on the Green Bay Game Day postgame show, but Packers lose 27-17 to the Buffalo Bills. We'll go through our drive of the game, plus get back to the Boda Box wine line at 855-616-1620. Coming up next on the Green Bay Game Day postgame show. More of Green Bay Game Day postgame coming up next. Presented by Island Resort and Casino and sponsored by Bud Light. Brewed with four simple ingredients for the highest quality taste on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. You're listening to Green Bay Game Day Postgame with Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. Presented by Island Resort and Casino and sponsored by Bud Light, America's favorite light lager since 1982 on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Third down, Allen. He'll escape. Waits for somebody to uncover. And now throws. And that one looks like it's picked off. It is. One more time. And Jair Alexander, he goes and gets one. And Alexander, who has been involved with the crowd, or the Bills throughout, gives one to a young Packer fan. Nice play by Jair Alexander. Ultimately did not matter. Packers fall 27-17 to the Bills on the road. I'm Gabe Nudd, so along with Steve, the Homer True. Still a half hour to take your calls, 855-616-1620. On that Box wine line, that's where we find Doug in Milwaukee. Doug, you are on the Tundra Trio Radio Network and the Green Bay Game Day postgame show. Hey, guys. Picking up on the trade talk. Um, absolutely, I would uh, trade a second-round pick next year. Uh, second round for uh, Clay Poole, and I'd even trade a third and a fourth to get Jerry Judy. Because the way I look at it is, if you're Brian Gunnikunst, and you went over his drafting record as with wide receivers and tight ends, he's horrendous. You get two guys that are young rookies. they got a couple years left. They're proven in the league. You know what they can do. I think they're better than any guy that Gunnikunst is going to pick in next year or 2024. And you get a couple guys in, you work them in the system, see what happens this year. And I think... Uh, Wide receiver core with those two and Watson and uh, Dobbs and Lazard and then whoever else is a heck of a lot better than what we got now. So I don't see any reason not to do that because I don't think you're going to do any better holding those draft picks and then trying to pick up some rookie in 2023 and 2024. And and we see how Rodgers does with rookies anyways. 
Yeah, no, look, I, the, both of those guys, because they were earlier draft picks as well, have a certain amount of athleticism and speed, I think, that the Packers wide receiving core is missing. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for both is a pipe dream. Maybe one of them, though. Maybe possibly one. Brian Gutekunst decides to make a trade. I still just have a hard time imagining him pulling the trigger. No, the there's trade. no reason to believe he's going to do it. Yeah. I mean, he's got a resume. That and says then, he doesn't do it. That he says he doesn't do it. He doesn't even do the small stuff. We're thinking of maybe the big stuff. And then you have the other dilemma is, do you really want him to do it? Yeah. There's no evidence that he can pick a wide receiver. What's the best decision he's made as far as a wide receiver? He's MVS. What? MVS. Correct. And MVS is... He's fine. He's fine. He's got a lot of speed, though. He's fine, but it's not like a wow. But the the problem is, I think, when you look at this offense, they've really struggled when they don't have speed. There was a a point early in in LaFleur's tenure where, and again, it was famously stated how many ever times that the Packers were 7-0 when Devontae Adams was injured. But like when Tyler Irvin would get hurt and they didn't have the guy to run motions and potentially fake jet sweeps, that's when they were like, man, we don't know what to do. We need that speed. And this offense has also become stagnant at times when Christian Watson hasn't been out there because they have nobody else who has that game-changing, stretch-the-field type of speed. So to me, that means you need to find more guys like that. So if Christian Watson is injured and Mm -hmm. does have hamstring issues, you've got someone to kind of backfill that spot where you still have somebody who can take the top off the defense. Which is exactly what Kansas City has done. They have so much speed. They have all the speed. I know, but they and they lost the fastest guy. Yeah. But they still, uh, McCall Hardman's really fast. Obviously, MVS is very fast. They have guys that have speed that they can still stretch the field and then have, you know, Travis Kelsey operate the middle of the field. Let's go ahead and get to our drive of the game for tonight. Which drive set the tone for the final score? The march down the field that made the difference. Rodgers. It's time for the drive of the game. Presented by Boucher Automotive Group. They ride with you every mile. Visit them today at Boucher.com. What do you have as the drive of the game tonight? We've had negative drives how many weeks in a row now? Uh, This is going to be the fourth week in a row. Yeah, so I'm going to avoid that by saying uh, when the Packers scored to cut it to 14-7 and Dobbs had the great catch. Okay. Because it was not just the, the drive. But it's like, yeah, maybe, just maybe, they're starting to get it figured out. Sure. Now, in the end, they ended up with their typical 17 points. But in terms of the most positive drive was not only that drive, and then the sad one was where they stole the one from the Packers on Oh, on and the, the, yeah, the but, offense but, I mean, What any... It's great as as, uh, as Aaron Jones was. You mentioned this, but the the highlight was Dobbs with the belief that he can move to that level, and you can't hope for someone to move to a level unless you've actually seen them do it. And it'll, we've seen him do it. Yes, and his ability to finish that play and maintain possession through what do they call the receiving action motion mm-hmm. very easily. Could have ended with the slightest, and he did everything you're supposed to do, protecting it to make sure that. So that's why I picked the drive because 
That's a play. If he becomes a very good player, everyone will remember this play. Uh, yeah, so for the my drive of the game, I mean, the Packers scored to cut it to 14-7. to You're going, okay, maybe they'll just hang around and maybe something wonky can happen. No. After they go 12 plays, 80 yards, the Buffalo Bills go 80 yards and 8 plays, 4 minutes, 21 seconds. Push that lead up to 21-7, and based on how long it took the Packers to score that first time, you just kind of had a feeling that there was nothing the Packers could do to actually stop the Bills, who... They held to a three and out right away, and then touchdown, 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 field goal. And on that drive you mentioned, I think they had two different runs of like 21 yards. Yeah. It just, you felt like there was nothing the Packers could do to slow down the Bills as they fall 27 to 17. We're going to hear from the quarterback. QB1 is coming up next in the Green Bay Game Day postgame show. You're listening to Green Bay Game Day postgame with Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. Presented by Island Resort and Casino and sponsored by Bud Light, America's favorite light lager since 1982 on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Second and four for Allen. And they'll hand on the move to McKenzie. The shake the first down into the goal line. In for the touchdown. Isaiah McKenzie on the ground. Three straight drives with Buffalo touchdowns. Packers fall to the Buffalo Bills 27-17. They've now lost five, four in a row, sit at three and five. In the How many Detroit people do you think are just so happy? That they had the Packers plus ten and a half, Oof. and they lose by ten. I don't know. I don't know the number of people that have confidence in the team oh, that I, would actually take no the ten and a half points. I in you have to recognize he got lucky. Yes, without a doubt. Yes, the yeah. correct the correct side was Buffalo, and given the points. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. I agree without a doubt because Buffalo just kind of got lazy and whatever, you got lucky the, the interception to get the interception yeah. on the five and yeah. Uh, the QB Presser is brought to you by Ridgetop Exteriors, where customer service is our number one goal. Check them out at RidgetopExteriors.com. QB1 started talking by talking about this Buffalo Bills team. Questions for him? Hey, Rock. What are your impressions of this Buffalo Bills team? They got an MVP quarterback. They got a good defense. They're well coached. Uh, a lot of weapons. Tackle well. Good football team. What do you think went well for you guys today and what do you think went wrong for you guys today? We ran the ball pretty well. Jonesy, I thought, had a really good game. Uh, that went well. What didn't go well, we just had too many momentum swings, I think, and then couldn't answer back when we needed to. You know, two-minute drive, we needed points there. We had a couple opportunities, didn't make it happen. Hey, uh, Aaron, we just got done talking with Mac. Coach, sorry about that. And, um, Matt, you talked about you talked about the, uh, the internal opportunities that you guys had on uh, bettering yourself with discipline. Are external opportunities off the table as far as finding talent elsewhere, adding to the team in that way? I think that's a question for somebody else in the organization. Aaron, I don't know how much you noticed Josh plays with his legs, and obviously in the 14, he had a touchdown and was extended. Yeah, I'd like to do a little bit more, but it just it's kind of play dependent. And when we're in that kind of two minute situation, 
uh, there's more opportunities for that. Do you have to, at this stage of your career, be more choosing with, with when you use your legs, given you're not 28 anymore? Mm, yes and no. I feel like I can still move around pretty good, but. You know, there's a lot that goes in there. We got to protect it, and, and there's got to be some lanes, and then I got to recognize it. I mean, I felt like I got out the only times I had opportunities, uh, and they ended up being on, you know, the fourth quarter. Eric, why haven't you guys just been with a lot of this streak here? Well, I mean, we're hurting ourselves. You know, we had a touchdown to Bobby, called back on on a penalty. We had uh, other opportunities. To get points, uh, fourth down. You know, I had Joe there for a, a big gainer down the left side, but couldn't uh, couldn't get the ball off. You know, whether or not we got held on the outside, I'm not sure. But just execution. You know, I like the aggressiveness. Fourth and three, they're going for it. But uh, you know, we got to help our defense out a little bit early in the game. I think when we went on a run back in 16, uh, we started those games faster, so we could play more one-dimensionally on defense. Uh, we just haven't done that. You know, they've. Uh, we haven't put up any points early in the games to get our defense to have a chance to kind of pin the ears back and get after the passer. You obviously played long enough to be able to establish this kind of garbage time production and actual real tangible signs of growth that can be carried forward. What did you think of players that Tori made Yeah, I don't look at any of that as garbage time. Especially when it's two possessions, maybe if it's three possessions, that might fall into that category. But I was proud of uh, Samari with his second uh, adjustment there on his touchdown. That's a big moment for the kid. Uh, first touchdown in the NFL, pretty special. Even though it's in the loss, like that's a that'll be a good memory for him. Uh, and then Amari made a few plays. Unfortunately, in the uh, interception, he was wide open for probably another 10 or 11 yard gain. Uh, but nice job outside releasing, making a contested catch down the sideline. So we're going to need that. Uh, we had a lot of plays in for Christian this week. So losing him in the first drive obviously uh, didn't help us. And then finding out Elton wasn't going to play 90 minutes before the game. Similar to last week with Dave, that doesn't help either. Um, that's kind of what's been going on with us. You know, throw a chest down to Bobby, get a penalty, come back, have a big kickoff return, have a penalty. Uh, think we're getting our, all our guys back for a week, and somebody's out. Uh, so nobody feels sorry for us. We got to find a way to get one win. I feel like we can just get one, and the whole momentum changes. I, th I thought we had a great week of practice. The energy in the pregame, in the locker room, was different. It felt like Packers again. I felt like for whatever reason we didn't have the confidence for a few weeks. We weren't playing with a lot of energy. We weren't amped up before the game. So I like the way that we felt before the game. Maybe it's not football. Maybe it was being counted out. Maybe it was uh, this environment. But I like uh, that's encouraging. But the play in the first half wasn't very encouraging. Now, with the state of what this football team is, is in right now, Aaron, um, with the lack of continuity in the passing game, do you feel that it's any added pressure for you with this team on uh, on your shoulders right now? Yeah. I don't really know how to answer that, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't feel any added pressure. I like more on me. Uh, I enjoy the pressure, enjoy the opportunities to throw the ball down the field, and um, hopefully we can uh, get some opportunities next week with these guys healthy, though. There's a, a lot that's gone wrong in this four-game losing streak, and yeah. a lot that went wrong tonight, basically, in every phase. You went through a lot of it. I know you said that you need to have your game uptick uh, a bit, but 
as a quarterback, how much risk do you put on yourself? How, 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 how much of an uptick do you think you need from yourself for this team to get where he needs to go? Just depends on how we're going to play. You know, tonight, uh, limited attempts for most of the game we run the football. So it just depends on how we want to play it. If, if there's more opportunities, then, uh, you know, got to raise my game. If it's like tonight, you know, just got to manage the game. Being a leader, how do you take it to play? I'm not sure. I'm going to go back and look at it and then uh, give you a better answer on Wednesday. Well, you got 30 carries and 200 yards. And still lose by 10. Do you have the perimeter playmaking to give the necessary balance to the run game that you need to beat the best teams in the world? That's a good question. You know, definitely if nine's healthy, I feel better about, you know, we had some legitimate plays for him. You know, we had a lot of uh, a lot of things we wanted to get to him, including that middle screen, which turned out to be kind of like it was in practice. It was a nice, uh, nice play and set us up for, you know, fourth and manageable. But there was legitimately four or five things for him in the plan that we felt great about. So losing him definitely changed things. Uh, no Kavi, no Allen. That hurts us. You know, we're playing with the young guys. Thought they made some plays, but there wasn't a lot of opportunities until late and forth. Aaron, we talked a lot preseason, early season about how good you thought this defense could be. How much stress have you felt because of what they haven't been able to do this year? No, I, mean, I don't really feel stressed for that. You know, I just want to encourage those guys. Uh, we had a couple, you know, nice interceptions there in the fourth quarter. I think all phases got to, got to, we got to improve the discipline a little bit, improve the discipline, and then uh, just the details. You know, first play of the game, we're going the wrong way uh, on offense, and just little detail mistakes. Uh, I thought we ran the ball well. I thought Jonesy had a great game. I thought AJ ran the ball hard. Um, but we're going to have to push the ball down the field in order to win games uh, in this league. Aaron Rodgers talking after the Packers' 27-17 loss to the Buffalo Bills. Green Bay Game Day postgame show is brought to you by Bud Light, America's favorite light lager since 1982. Light, crisp, and refreshing, high school Bud Light is always waiting for you, brewed with four simple ingredients for the highest quality taste in their barley, rice, hops, and water. Pick up Bud Light during your next visit to your favorite local retailer. Enjoy responsibly 2022 Anna Bush Bud Light, St. Louis, Missouri. Homer and I give our final thoughts, plus we'll give the difference maker play difference making player of the game. Coming up next, we wrap up the Green Bay Game Day post-game show here on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Back after this with more Green Bay Game Day postgame on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Presented by Island Resort and Casino. And sponsored by Bud Light. Four simple, high-quality ingredients. Barley, rice, hops, and water. When you open a crisp, cold Bud Light, you know game day is here. Touchdown! You owe me five bucks. We mean every sound. Enjoy responsibly. 2022 Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Welcome back to Green Bay Game Day Postgame on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Presented by Island Resort and Casino with Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. Derek Henry today, his sixth career 200-yard rushing game tied the all-time NFL record. That's deflected and intercepted by Matt Milano. The one play and the Bills get it back. Maybe Jordan Phillips with the deflection. Milano, the takeaway. Back-to-back turnovers. 
The ball goes back to Buffalo. Packers fall to the Bills 27-17. That the lone turnover for the Packers actually won the turnover battle 2-1 over the yeah. Bills today. Time to get to our difference-making player of the game. Who had the biggest impact in today's game? End zone, wide open, touchdown, Aaron Jones. Packers on top. It's time for the difference-making player of the game. Rodgers comes back to the other side towards Lazard, who's got it. Touchdown, Packers. Presented by Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference. Start at AnnexWealth.com. Homer, who you got? I feel like player of the game should always start with it's not Aaron Rodgers, which means that... Why are you paying the guy $50 million? Another game, they're averaging 17 points. You might as well have Jordan Love. You wouldn't score as much, but you're scoring so little. You're getting little, if any, benefit from Aaron Rodgers, which means that even when Aaron Jones has a spectacular game, what does it add up for? That adds up to 17, 17 points. points. Um, but, yes, he's the guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Romeo Dobbs just because I think he took a step forward. And I think that's what we're talking about. Steps forward for those young wide receivers like Romeo Tamori who had uh, touchdown receptions in today's game. Both big plays for the Packers, even though they fall 27 And I want to add one thing. I thought Aaron Jones just got the crap beat out of him the whole game. Oh, they're physical. They hit hard. Yeah, Buffalo's physical. This has been it. This has been the Green Bay Game Day postgame show.